Welcome to the We Go Boldly podcast. I'm Riley Karsh. And I'm Tova Copan. And we're so excited to have you with us on this journey. We are inviting you to the forefront of your own life. We are pushing you to examine your own unique feminine mythology and release the anchors of unreasonable expectations. Tune in as we discuss everything from culture and relationships to careers and advocacy. Let's be bold and brave together. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Go Boldly, the podcast. We are, as always, so happy to be talking to you all. And uh, it's December and the last month of the year and our 11th episode on identity in season four. And uh, this is going to be a very exciting episode for us. Uh, So first, let me say, Welcome to Tova. I am, as always, very excited to talk to you. Um, How are you today? I am good, thank you. It is exciting to talk to you. Happy December. Yeah, yeah. It's I can't believe it's December. To be honest, it's a little, little shocking. Um, bit of a shocker. So today we are talking about one of our, I'm going to speak for both of us because I know it's true. One of our very favorite things we're talking about books because we're big book nerds. We love books around here. Uh, uh, I can't really say much more about that. We just love them. Well, we love and, to read. And, yeah. <laughs> but, but beyond that also, I mean, cause we're, we're talking about fiction Yeah, and we're talking about, which also I want to, I mean, I guess theoretically movies and television where there's fiction. We're talking about storytelling. Yes. Storytelling. That's how I'm going to put it. So yes. let's set the stage for the conversation. As you all know, we've been talking about identity for the entirety of the season and different sort of nuances in how identity is formed, kind of maintained, how it changes over time and all of those things and how they impact us as, as humans in the world. Today, we're going to talk to you about this concept, this overarching concept of storytelling and fiction and the way in which stories, whether, and I'm going to say this, I think we've done this before. I'm going to just explain what we mean. And then we're going to use fiction or stories throughout. So we don't have to explain it every time because it's (laughs) long and arduous. Um, But stories, we mean books, we mean movies, we mean plays, we mean anything wherein a fictional story is told and you can engage with that story in a meaningful way, right? So whether you're watching theater, a movie, a TV show, reading a book, reading a book on a Kindle, you know, we don't don't hold any of those (laughs) against you or for you. They're all different ways in which you might engage with some level of fiction. Um, poetry would be included in my opinion. Um, so all of these things are, are narrative fiction. So that's what we're talking about today. And how does that experience, that engagement with storytelling impact our identities and our identity formation? And I personally believe it has a very strong impact and I think it can have an incredibly positive impact um, for people throughout the world. And, and one of the biggest ways in which I think it does that is it allows us 
to experience that, which we would otherwise never experience. Um, and it's such a great way for us as individuals to travel to places, both geographic and emotional that we would not otherwise be able to do. So that's the stage kind of on which we're standing. Um, and that we're going to start talking about today. I know Tova is excited about this conversation as much as I am. I did some research on this, so there's some studies we can talk about as well, but let's sort of dive in and, and kind of get into the conversation. I will turn it over to you, Tova, so you can, you can talk a little bit about your thoughts uh, as we get started about, um, about how fiction impacts us um, as individuals and how how it affects our identities. Yeah, I mean, what's what's interesting is I think that fiction uh, or, story, well, I, we're going to go back and forth, storytelling, um, like you said, well, well, I will say personally, it was a saving grace for me during the last 20 months. You know, when we have been at home, um, it has given me the ability to go places and do things and meet new people and go on adventures and um, try new things. I mean, fiction has done all of those things. And I think that that is, you know, one of the things that, that you see that fiction does, and it does it in a way. And, and this is one of the reasons that we're talking about storytelling and not just talking about learning about other cultures, which we have talked about and which is really important um, because it is really important to learn about other cultures or to learn about other places. And, and you can, as we've said before, grow your personal, you know, your empathy by doing that. But by reading and hearing stories of other places, it actually allows you to step into those places or step into those roles and, and picture yourself in those roles. And so for me, you know, obviously in the last few months, it has allowed me to do that. But in the course of my life, storytelling and fiction has taught me things that I didn't even know that I needed to know, right? That I never would have picked a nonfiction book up about a subject. I never would have asked a friend a question. I never would have listened to a podcast about an issue, something that maybe I was struggling with, but I didn't realize I was struggling with it. And then as you're going through the story and you're experiencing the story and you're experiencing what somebody in the story is experiencing. And I think at least if you are a active reader or active in experiencing these stories, whether it's on TV or movies or wherever, you know that sometimes the lines get blurred where you wonder, right, are, are you becoming the person in the book or have they become you or what is sort of happening? But you start learning the lessons that they're learning at the same time they're learning them. And sometimes there are lessons that you didn't even know that you needed to learn. And so for me, it can be a very sort of magical experience, but also an experience where I, I guess the way that I'm saying is, isn't it wonderful 
that we can learn life lessons and grow as a person without actually having to learn the life lesson in our own life. Like we can learn from someone else. Um, We can actually feel to a certain extent what they felt, right? So it's more than just hearing another person's story in the sense like, oh yeah, my friend Jane, this is what happened to her. By the way, I don't, I don't think I have a friend Jane, but just, you know, this is what happened to my friend. But when you're put in those shoes, when you're reading it, you really it feel like you've learned that lesson. And so you can continue on with your life and sort of take that with you. And it's really powerful. Yeah. If you ever think back to, you know, the first time you read and I'll just use this as an example. It could apply to any number of things, but the first time you read a, a novel and it really moved you in a, in a way that is sort of meaningful, right? Like you read this novel and you identified with a character in the novel for, you know, maybe it's the main character, maybe it's, it's not, it doesn't matter. Um, and as you're reading, you identify so deeply with the character that as you're saying Tova, you sort of the lines between you and that character become blurred and you take on a lot of the emotional state of the character, right? You become so invested in their experience and the the life that they are living in the, the book that you're reading, in the plot of the book, right? You become invested in whatever's happening to them and the life choices that they're making in the the consequences that they're experiencing. And it becomes almost as if you yourself are living that life. And as you're saying, you, you, you get to try on experiences and it's a safe way to do that. And it's, it's one of the reasons reading is so incredibly important for kids and adolescents, because it's a safe way to make mistakes. It's a safe way to do things wrong. It's a safe way to make bad choices, right? it's a safe way to get your heart broken. It's a, it's, it's so many safe ways to experience things that, you know, are real, that are real life experiences, but they are within the pages of a book. Now they are not the exact same as actually living those experiences. And I think that's an important distinction, but that doesn't mean that you are not learning from them. You are learning. And there is science that backs that up, that tells us that People are learning and they are integrating those experiences into their own identities. They are learning from those, from reading about these characters and identifying with them and turning those experiences into personality traits, into parts of their own identity. And it, 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 you know, the studies are showing that in, in, in reading these characters and, and investing in these characters in the way that they're doing parts of their brains, parts of people's brains that are high, that are activated at the, at the time of reading about their characters are the same parts of brains that are activated when you're in the process of self-reflection, which indicates that you are in the process of thinking about how you yourself would make decisions. So it is, it is learning. You are using these, these experiences to grow your own identity. I also think it allows you to feel emotions that you might not be able to feel. I mean, I have had experiences recently, um, you know, throughout the pandemic where the anxiety or sadness or whatever you want to, whichever the emotion is, is so heavy 
and you need to cry, you need to let it out. And yet, I think at least for me, there's this fear that if you start, how will you ever stop? Mm, yeah. But I know I can put on a sad movie or I could put on a not sad movie that I happen to just connect with and then cry a ton. Um, and I can't, oh, the movie Yesterday, which is a the Beatles movie. I'm pretty sure I just cried the entire movie. I, I don't think it was particularly sad, but you know, I connected with something in the movie. I obviously needed to get emotion out and it allowed me to do that, right? It allowed me to tap into something. It gave me a safe place to do it. You know, I knew I wasn't, it wasn't going to last more than two hours. I was going to be able to shut it off when it ended. Whereas if I, if I tapped into all of the anxiety and fear related to the pandemic, would I be able to stop it? I don't know. I think this was like April or May of 2020. I don't know if it would have stopped, but <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but because it was watching this movie, I was able to feel feel a feeling and and release sort of the tap of emotion and get a emotion out, right? And and I wasn't um, I wasn't ignoring my emotions. I knew what I was feeling. I was feeling anxiety and fear and confusion and fresh. I could name all of them. So it it wasn't serving as a replacement but it was serving as a way to just release something. And it, I have relied on stories and movies to do that many times throughout my life. Um, I have an example of what I think you're talking about, but we're just going to take a quick break and uh, then we'll be right back. Wouldn't it be great to have a roadmap to yourself? A way to keep track of where and how you want to live your life. So many people struggle to find their purpose in a busy and noisy world. That's why we decided to put together Defining You, our course meant to guide you to create your own roadmap. Find out more about our courses on our website at www.goboldlyinitiative.com or check out the link in our Instagram bio at Go boldly together. Can't wait to see you there. Now back to the show. So whenever we talk about this idea of either learning something from storytelling, I I always remember, I don't know if you've seen the movie, The Holiday, which had Kate Winslet in it and Cameron Diaz. It's like 15 years old at this point. But um, in the movie, the one character, uh, I guess she doesn't have gumption. And she, she befriends an older gentleman who encourages her to watch a number of different old movies. And he says, all of them have gumption. And so what he's telling her to do is what we're saying happens, right? He wants her to watch these movies so that she can sort of find some of, some of the personality traits that these women are exhibiting on screen. He wants her to be able to find them in herself, right? Because they're there. He, he can see them in her. She just doesn't know that she has them. So he says, go watch all of these movies. And then they go out to dinner and he says something to her. And it's along the lines of, you know, you don't want to play the supporting actress or you always want to be the leading lady of your own life. And that one line, I have heard that in my head so many times 
when I've made a decision, when I've needed to make a decision, I've given it as advice to people. I always reference the movie, so it gets its credit, but like, you know, and it's amazing how impactful just hearing one line can be. And, and also knowing that like, he knew what exactly what we're talking about, that reading characters that are filled with uh, bravery or gumption can help you find those same qualities in yourself, right? They might not give you qualities that you don't have, but they might be able to f- help you find qualities that, that are there that you've just maybe forgotten about. Yeah. And one of the incredibly important aspects of all literature or storytelling is its ability to provide representation, right? To give people something to look up to some, uh, you know, a character to relate to and, you know, the ability of, I, I always think of books because I relate the most to books as a writer and as a, as a reader, um, books are where I find the most, um, identification personally, but I do think as you're talking Tova, that this applies with movies and TV and, and all, all other forms as we've discussed. So, you know, bear with me as my, my references are always, are are more often going to go to, to books, but I think having the ability to open a story and to, to see somebody who looks and sounds like you and has traits that you would like to have, or has traits that, you know, are things that would benefit you, right. That would make your life easier, better, more successful or, or whatever the right words are for you, um, is something that, um, you, you can't, you can't put a price on how important that is to people. And so, you know, I, and I'm going a little bit off topic here, but I just, I feel like it needs to be said that how important it is to have that kind of representation available. I know as a kid, books were my sort of safe place. They were the place I went to when I was overwhelmed, when I was, I was painfully shy as a kid. And when I was uncomfortable, I read and I would have experiences wherein I could read about characters who gave me confidence and courage and the ability to feel like a, you know, there was a a future, like a place that I could get to that would be less scary and sad. And so that's the kind of power that storytelling has for people is it gives them, you know, a hopeful place to get to, I think. And there is so much power in storytelling. There's a power to heal. There's a power to cleanse. There's a power to give relief and, and forgiveness. There's just the, the ability to tell your own story and to be heard, to, to have people understand who you are and where you come from. And then to recognize that there are other people like you. It's storytelling has just this tremendous capacity for change and, um, and, and support that I think, you know, I think so many people know about, but I don't know that is often discussed. And it's, and I just, I think it's important that we reference that and acknowledge how powerful it can be. Um, 
and that it is it, that representation is is extremely important. I know there's a lot of book banning conversations happening, and I've certainly heard plenty of them where I live. Um, and I think it's important that that we recognize just how dangerous that can be for kids in particular. So I well, did want to raise that. Isn't the desire to ban books just proof as how powerful seeing yourself in a book can be? I mean, <laughs> yes, right? Like <laughs> if there if there wasn't evidence, if there weren't all these studies that showed that, right? Like then yeah. just look at the fact that for centuries, I don't know, millennia, since there have been books, people have been trying to ban them, right? Because there is such power in storytelling and there's such power in people being able to tell stories, being able to read stories, being able to see themselves in stories, in in all of those. I mean, you know, like, what was the joke? Like, what did they call a woman who, you know, what did they used to call a woman who could read? It was like a witch. I mean, like, (laughs) right. I don't know if that was like a ha ha joke or something. Or just a, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. just, you know, truth. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But I mean, like, there are, there's power in storytelling. And it is because we can both learn about ourselves. We can learn about people from us, uh, uh, different than us, but I agree. Reading is a safe place um, for me. Books, books, just the, the existence of books, like holding them in my hand provide comfort to me. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> just actually touching them Um, and libraries. And it's interesting that we're having this conversation um, today because just yesterday my kids found out and it was, my kids don't tell me anything that happens in their schools. Like, I I don't know anything. What had you happened today? I don't know. Nothing boring. Like it wasn't all boring. (laughs) You were there for like seven hours. Right. But um, every (laughs) single one of them, what happened at school today? Well, our librarian told us we get to go back into the library next week. So since COVID started, they've been back at school and they've been having library in their classrooms. Mm-hmm. And starting next week, they get to go back in the library and they are all over the moon. I mean, and I think it is just being surrounded by books and, and it's just leaving their classroom, but it's not just that. They they wouldn't be so excited to go to music or art. It is being in a quiet place, a sacred place, a safe place. And part of that is the librarian because she is a very special person. But but part of it is the books. The books are there and there's so many adventures that they can go on in that room, right? And then the librarian is a special person because she takes them on those adventures. And I think that, you know, they can learn and in, in ways form their own identities by reading those books and choosing books. And it's their first opportunity, like you said, as, as kids where they get to be pirates or wizards or baseball players or whatever it is that they want to do, they get to do it in books. Um, and they get to go to far off lands and to go on great adventures and try different things. And like you said, you get to, you could be, you know, a rebel (laughs) or you could be really smart or you could struggle or you, you know, you could do anything. You can put on any hat. Um, 
and learn yeah, a it, new it, lesson. It, it opens all the doors, right? It opens the doors to every possibility out there. And there is no one there to tell you, you can't be whatever, right? The, the, the possibilities are endless when you walk in a library or when you open a book because you don't know how it's going to end and you are on the journey with the characters. And in that process, you can absorb as much information as possible. And what really is fascinating that happens is of course, you know, and, and, and I find this fascinating as a writer and a reader is that when you write a character, you can't possibly write every nuance of a character, right? Like you just can't, it would be super boring if you had to write, (laughs) if somebody had to read it and you wrote every single detail of every character, first of all, it would be like every book would be war and peace. And it would just be so detailed that you wouldn't, nobody could get through it. It would be sludge. And so what happens is as you're reading the characters and you're reading the plots and you're reading the narrative, right? You're, the person who's reading it is filling in the gaps with their own identities. So your identity, and, and it's, it is interesting because we talk a lot about boundaries and not letting your identity slip into other people's. But in this case, we're saying the opposite a little bit. So what happens is, you know, as you're reading a book, your identity kind of fills in the gaps of what's missing. And so you're filling in the gaps and that's how you're engaging with these characters. Your identity is filling it in and what, what pieces are missing are, are being filled in with a little bit of you or a little bit of your own experiences and what you've, you've lived and what world you've seen. And so it's not happening on a conscious level. You're not sitting there going, oh, well, I think it's orange. So it's orange, but you've seen orange. And so your experience of orange is filling in that color and, and that's unique to you. No one else sees it the same way you see it. And, and it's fascinating if you think about it, that that's what's happening. And so every time you read, you're engaging in this kind of tr- cross transformation of identity with whoever you're reading about. Now you might not like the character. And so you might be like, mm, I don't, I don't really want to, <laughs> I don't really want to take on those characteristics, but that in and of itself is a learning process, right? You're learning what, who you don't want to be. And, and that's the amazing power of these stories is that you can learn about who you are, who you want to be, who you don't want to be, what you want to take on. And, and you can do it in a way that keeps you from hurting anyone or hurting yourself. And it's, it, it's just a beautiful sort of, sort of experience. Um, the other thing that I think is fascinating and, and wonderful about storytelling is that it gives us a parallel with which to talk about difficult things with other people, right? Like if, if you're an adolescent, if you're a young adult, if you're, if you're a grown up, and you identify with some particular character trait of, of some of a character in a book, and you know that you need to talk about it with somebody else, and they're not going, they may not, they may or may not, you don't, you feel like maybe they won't react well to that character trait. You you, you may have an opening to talk to them about it by using a book to do it. Um, you know, like I, I find that this is again, one reason why having representation in books is so important, um, particularly for minority groups or, you know, any 
groups who have tough discussions to be had. I think it gives people an opening to have these kinds of conversations that that are a little bit safer for them, a little bit easier, gives them a way to have discussions that maybe feel less threatening and gives the person to be discussed with an opening as well. Because if you can identify through a shared character, um, it makes it easier to talk about. And anything that makes these tough conversations easier to be had is a, is a good thing. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that on the, you know, we've talked a lot with, I have a lot of thoughts, but the first one is that we've talked a lot and we always encourage people to try new things. Right. And so, um, this is such an easy way to try something new. Right. And you kind of like try on an experience and then you can decide if you want to take it home with you, right? Like you can try on a personality trait. You can try on something new and kind of decide if, if it's something that you want to, if it rings true to you, like if it actually fit, you know, if it, if it felt good being that way, if, if that career felt good, if that place felt good, if you just felt at home when you were reading that. Um, so that's one thing, but I have another thought, like you were saying about having those difficult conversations um, and I want to talk more about that. Um, just we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. We launched our podcast with the goal of reaching other people who might be struggling or looking for something more out of life. We've been broadcasting for almost a year and we are proud of where we are today. We have so much more to say and so many more people to reach. And we can't wait to keep growing and learning and talking with all of you. We need your help to keep going. Every episode takes time and money to create, and we would love your support. If you like what we are doing, please support us by joining our Patreon community and becoming a monthly subscriber. Join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly. Now back to the show. So welcome back. I, I think like you said, it can help have those difficult conversations with people. Um, it can also help have those difficult conversations with yourself. Right. And I think that I Riley knows this. I tend to see whatever the story is that I need to see in a book. And I think this is what I find to be so fascinating is that three different, in addition to, uh, a bunch of different people reading a book and finding that they pictured something as being orange and someone else picturing as a color different and someone else pictured a different color. Three people can read a book and they pull out three totally different themes as like the main theme of the book. And all the themes are present, but the theme that spoke to them, the theme that they needed to hear was different. And so I think that in addition to allowing you to be able to have conversations with people, it also can allow you to see, like for me, it helps to show me the, the books that I'm drawn to at certain times can kind of show me either like what I'm enjoying, what I'm looking for, what I need to learn for, just all sorts of different things. Um, and so, it can sort of indicate to me um, sometimes a simple thing of like, you're not alone. This happens to other people. And I think that goes back. I think that is probably one of the strongest things that books 
teach us is this concept of you are not alone. And I think that goes back to what you've been saying this whole time is that there is such strength in our identities being found in these books, right? So our, our identities can be formed or, or can be supported um, and helped to be formed by reading and learning. But then also when we have our formed identities and we find them in the book, we can know that, oh, we, we exist other places. Or if I made this decision, I wouldn't be the only one who's made this decision before. If I do this thing, I wouldn't be the only one because, you know, when you read a book, you can also take a step back and go, okay, I'm reading this book. I know uh, it's on the New York times bestseller. So like a whole bunch of people have read it. Plus the author wrote it. So there's like a whole bunch of people who have experienced this experience or relate to it somehow. So like, I really am not alone in this experience. And I think that can be amazing. It is just, it is such an interesting way to form a connection with somebody. Um, even, and then add that extra layer of a book club or having a conversation with somebody about a a story is even more amazing, but even just knowing that other people are reading or hearing the same story is amazing. And on an even deeper level, I think if you find yourself in a story and you find that others have also found themselves in that same story, it gives you a sense of belonging that perhaps you might not have otherwise had, right? Especially if it's if it's something you've been struggling with, right? If it's a concept you've been struggling with, if it's an, a piece of your identity you've been struggling with, um, whether it's something, you know, big or small is irrelevant if it's, if it's a struggle for you and it's something wherein you thought you were alone in it, that is a terrible feeling. And so if you find it in a book, if you find it in a story and you think, oh, well, all these millions of other people have also found it in this story and, and liked it and, and agreed with it or identified with it. So I'm not alone. And now I have this kind of larger sense of belonging to a group um, that can be such a relief. It can be such a sense of relief to know that you belong somewhere. And I know um, that that gives a, a much bigger purpose to a story than perhaps it had originally had. And even a small story, right? Like it might not be such a big, you know, a great work of, you know, literature. It might be a, a short story that no one really realized was a big deal that somebody has identified with. It doesn't have to be the next great Pulitzer Prize winning work of, you know, fiction for it to, to have that kind of um, effect on somebody. And that's, I think, one of the, one of the most wonderful things about storytelling. I've read poems on Instagram and they're, you know, these, these poets are wonderful people, but they're not famous. And, you know, that's, they're, they're great. And they've moved me and they've allowed me to feel like I belong in that moment, in that group, in that connection. And that is such a, such a beautiful thing in a way in which stories and words and, and thoughts and ideas can connect us and bring out parts of us that 
we're either, we didn't know we're there or we weren't comfortable with, or we weren't sure how to identify any number of things. And so, you know, allowing ourselves to access that part of our spirit or our psyche or however you want to look at it, um, can, can give us a great deal of relief, I think, because sometimes we, we push that down and we push it away and it can be uncomfortable, but when you allow yourself to access it and, and look at those feelings and look at that emotion and, and experience it, it's so connecting and it's, um, and it, it can be a really beautiful thing. Well, and relief was the word I was thinking of. I was thinking, you know, I've been thinking about myself as we're having this conversation, frankly, and <laughs> yeah, I, <same>. <laughs> I've been thinking about myself and I've been thinking about books and the books that have touched me and, and have pushed me in my life and given me the support that I needed at the times that I've needed it. But as you were talking, I thought about a television show that is on Netflix and it was just one season and, um, it was the show my son needed. And I remember when he watched it and I remember the relief he felt when he looked at me and he was like, oh, so I'm not the only kid like this. Like it was like palpable relief. He must've watched the season three times in a row. And then when I told him that um, they were looking at not renewing it and we had to watch it more, he like had it on in the background one like for an entire weekend. So it just kept running, but it was, it was such a relief for him because you know, we talked a little about like all of the people that went into producing the show, right? So all of these people related to him and all of these people and for a child to be able to watch an experience on TV and suddenly realize that he is not alone in his experiences is, you know, amazing. And, you know, we haven't even talked because it's a whole other conversation about the power of, you know, stories being told from generation to generation and teaching someone they're not alone, but just in people willing to share their stories and is in through fiction, as we're talking, it is really a gift and like, you know, something that we're a blessing that we get to experience. Um, Cause it really is powerful. It is. And it is, um, it is one of the things that for people who struggle in any way, I mean, for everybody, but particularly for people who struggle in any way with mental health issues, with, um, fitting in with feeling comfortable with who they are for, for any number of reasons, having, a story speak to you and let you know that who you are is acceptable and worthwhile and valuable is like oxygen. It is like being able to breathe when all around you, everyone is telling you the opposite whether they're saying it out loud or not. And, you know, we talk a lot about, I mean, this whole season obviously is about identity and this whole podcast is about listening to your inner voice, but especially when you're struggling, you know, 
maybe listen to somebody else's inner voice, like get a book that, you know, that you can relate to somebody and, and, you know, you can listen to that book and, or read that book and you can sometimes find you. I have borrowed the strength of fictional characters when I have needed it sometimes. hundred <laughs> percent. I think it's why I only now read fictional stories where there's like a super badass female protagonist. <laughs> like that's all I'm reading these days. I mean, like, you I'm, gonna and just, I, I'm just going to borrow that for the next six years. <laughs> I mean, you and I were just discussing how, so October was my one month of reading almost entirely, like almost all my protagonists were witches, except for when a few books came in from the library and I had to read them before they, they left. And like, now I'm on a romance novel kick, but you know, and all the women in the romance novels are obviously being kept down by like the man, not a specific man, but like society. Right. And, and we both said that, like, unless a book is written by a man, assuming it's written by a woman, um, it is a story of a woman needing to find her inner strength to break through something. I mean, I right. have never read a book written by a woman where the woman isn't trying to, like, overcome and, and find her true self. And do, I mean, at least I can't think of one, even even in a, you know, I, I like Emily Giffen. I like Ellen Hildebrand because it's a Nantucket. I, there's right. not one of those books is not, does not have the female protagonist needing to figure out what it means to be a female in the world. Right. Right. Like, <laughs> no, that's a hundred percent accurate. It, it so, is absolutely true. So listen, if we need to find strength from the fictional characters in our lives, then you know, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. But, um, I think that we could probably continue this conversation indefinitely because we didn't even talk about Harry Potter, which I mean, I don't even know how that happened, but I know. <laughs> we could obviously spend an entire season talking to you all about books and maybe we'll start a second podcast at some point where <laughs> Tova and I just talk books. Oh um, but for today we are going to give you some homework. Um, as we always do. So what we want you to do is uh, obviously think back to a moment and it could be recent. It could be like when you were a kid, when you read, watched, or engaged in um, some kind of fiction for pleasure. So maybe it was a, like we said, maybe it was a movie, maybe it was a book, whatever it was. Um, And we're going to ask you to journal surprise. Um, We're going to ask you to Think about what can you remember about the experience? How did you feel during that process? You know, what were your, do you think, what were your feelings about it? How did you feel after you finished either the book or the movie or whatever it was? So spend some time writing about it and writing about what moved you the most about it. Um, And particularly think about the characters that impacted you the most and what their traits were and why that impacted you the most. So if you, even if you want to just write like a bullet point list about a character, I don't know why Moby Dick is in my head, but apparently it is. I read it like so many times for some reason. Uh, But if it's Captain Ahab in your head, write down all the traits (laughs) that, you know, really moved you about that character 
and think about how it relates to you. Um, and as always, reach out to your accountability partner and compare notes, see what they're thinking, talk about it and see how, how that feels. And one final task this week that we would love to hear about, because as I'm sure you can tell, we love books, we love movies, we love TV, we love fiction. Share a photo on social media of uh, your favorite book, your movie, TV show, whatever it was, um, and tag us at Go Boldly Together so we can learn more about what moves you. Um, let us know what it is. We really want to want to hear from you. And that will do it for this week. We will be back next week to talk to you about more identity. Uh, have a great day, you guys. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We're honored you took the time out of your busy day to listen and grow with us as we strive to build an intentional life filled with purpose, meaning, and courage. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts today to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to subscribe to We Go Boldly Podcast so you get notified when our next episode is live. How are you creating a purposeful life? What is holding you back? Let us know over on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at Go Boldly Together. For more information on the show and how we can work together to create your best and boldest future, visit wegoboldlythepodcast.com today. Stay tuned each week and join us in creating a bold society of limitless women.